Gentlemen, greetings hey. and salutations. Hello there. How are we? <laughs> Uncle Leo. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Jerry. 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 Good to see you. Jerry. You know, we talk about how we bring up the goat skit a lot, but we never really bring up the fact that there's a lot of Seinfeld. It's true. It's, it's kind of like built in, though, I think. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the Seinfeld references, everybody gets, everybody's heard them. They're kind of like. I think that's right. A little more universal. Regular. Yeah, I think that's exactly. a, versus an obscure Adam Sandler album from the late nineties. It's 90s. not that obscure, but yeah, not I think to you're right. not to yeah, anyone can... that went to college when we did. That's true, <laughs> but, and compared to Seinfeld, yeah. we yeah. worked hard to promote Adam Sandler's <laughs> really third got the word comedy out. album. Really yeah. got the word out. <laughs> and I'm and I'm working on my uh, kids as well. The other night I was reading books to to Ben, and there was a goat in the story. And so, oh boy! Naturally, <laughs> you did the voice. Of course. What, a, what, what other voice can you give to a goat? Mm-hmm. Oh man! <laughs> I am I am a terrible eater. <laughs> I only eat cans. No, it was uh, all about. The, <laughs> they they a bunch of animals that are trying to figure out what this animal in the dark was. It was like a you know it's a parable, and they all mm-hmm. they all think it's a different animal. And it turns yeah. out to be an, an, an elephant, but they only oh. knew because they only saw a part. Each of them only saw a part of it. Saw the ah. goat, you know, saw the bushy tail, and figured it's another goat, you know, what that is going to be. It's too dark to see. Come closer. Good times. That was a good one. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, Greg's got his uh, rock star shades on tonight, yes, which means he, he must yeah, mean man. business. I do. I, I always mean business, but the shades are without the shades. But oh. The shades are on and the gloves are off. Let's go. <laughs> all business, all business Greg. <laughs> Love it. Well, what do you say, boy? Should we just get right into it or are we going to have another two-hour episode tonight? Well, time will tell. Uh, let's, 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 let's get right into it. It could be both, yeah. We'll get right into it both. and have a two-hour episode. There it is. <laughs> Should check it Yes, that's right. For one reason or another, you have tuned back into You Should Check It Out. This is episode 145 hey. coming at you on a beautiful to- Thursday? Mm-hmm. Thursday. That's the day. Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, my name's Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. We have an awesome show for you tonight. Greg is going to be bringing back a... I mean, this is this is a deep cut bit. Yes. But, yeah. Man, well, well worth your time and attention, folks. I, think. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna be resurrecting another one of Craig's old bits, but not so old and not so deep. Recent, mm-hmm. but uh, in, taking okay. a different spin on it. Yeah. And uh, Nick's gonna be talking about the nerd stuff. Nerd stuff. Yeah. Is it official? Is it a? Is it a nerd alert? Should I have that? Should I have that pulled up? I think so. I think it's gonna be necessary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Good. All right. So three bits. As long as it doesn't mean. Wait, do I, see, is this why you got the 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 shades on, Greg? Is that like to pre-plan when you glaze over? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you read me too well. Uh, <laughs> no, I just uh, just had him on, man. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I figured. It's going with Thursday feels. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, enough preamble. Um, I think we have everything out of the way. Any homework? Any um, any errata? Yeah, to correct. Anything anybody needs to bring up before you no, go? I'm here? feeling okay. I feel good. This is just so weird. We're just like, we're four minutes in right now and we're actually ready to get going. That's just just totally cool. Do you want to check on weekends or just move on? I'm good. Okay. Let's go with it. Let's Let's do this. Greg, hit it. Well, I'm not going to talk about my weekend, but I will uh, talk about this last weekend and some things that happened to actually uh, my father. Oh. Um, My my dad um, has been an architect at David Schwartz Architectural Services in D.C., for a long time okay. now, about 40 years. I remember uh, very specifically the one time that we came to your house, he had a little Texas Rangers plaque outside of your house. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you were a baseball fan. Like, no, because your dad helped design the Rangers stadium in Arlington, right? Correct. Yeah, the ballpark, which they actually don't use now because it's too hot. Ah. They just they <laughs> just opened a new one. But he also did a lot of other um, of the sports facilities in that area so like the mm-hmm. dallas mavericks arena which is about to be bumping i don't know if you follow that yeah yeah so a lot of stuff in fort worth mm-hmm. uh, dallas area but um they've also done recently an opera house in vegas 
and actually just a new beautiful amphitheater in Huntsville, Alabama. Ooh. That he, uh, he, yeah, and actually one of the guys from Mumford and Sons was behind, you that know, project? the product. Yeah, wow. that project. Nice. So cool. my dad had some meetings yeah. with him. Oh, cool. And um, they put together this plan, and I, I remember seeing the, uh, the model in the office uh, one time when I visited in the last, within the last like three years, just before COVID. And, uh, and now it's a reality. It's a, it's a, it's an amphitheater. They had their first waltz as they called it <laughs> on Friday night. And my dad was flown in by the boss, you know, to, to check it out for the opening night with my Amazing. mom. They both went together. That's awesome. And um, yeah, the headlining acts were your boy, Jason Isbell. Hey, hey and, right. uh, and Emmy Lou Harris. So uh, oh, among, wow. among many others, there was like a whole star-filled uh, extravaganza. And so what I did is to, uh, to play a song just to get things going. This is actually a live recording. It's not necessarily a great recording, but it's Jason Isbell uh, oh. from Friday night at oh, the Sam Theater that my dad designed. Hey, oh, man. all right. Amazing. How cool yeah. is this? a hand on the gun you can't trust anyone I was so sure what I needed was more tried to shoot out the sun Somebody knew I was meant for someone. Girl, leave your boots by the bed. We ain't leaving this room. your dad sounds like they got the right uh sound consultants indeed <laughs> bird clock oh. loved it oh yeah hark oh is that the sound of a beautiful bird <laughs> <laughs> indeed it is indeed it is well, hold on, wait. that's that that's our cue for yeah, the bit <laughs> I mean, as much as as, as sentimental as I'd love to get about all this you know and uh, and it is a beautiful venue I must lean into the call of the bird <laughs> yes. uh, and announce this bit. Which, this is the sequel to Birdland 1. This is Birdland 2. Wow. Birdland returns. <laughs> hey, oh, the bird yes. returns. The bird, retu- the bird is back, baby. Bird is back. Mm-hmm. 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 Bird is back. <laughs> bird is the word. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at that little bird. Sure. Yeah. Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I never thought I'd see the day. All right. Welcome Woo! to Birdland, everybody. Yeah, buddy. Birdland part two. <laughs> exactly. So last time I kind of put up a survey, if you will, and asked folks uh, on social media to suggest That's right. s- songs with birds in the title or any kind of bird-themed thing. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened this time. This time I saw a video that I wanted to share with you guys so badly and it involved a bird. And instead of just sending it over our group <laughs> chat, I was like, I'm just going to build the whole bit over this. And it is very musical. Okay. So <laughs> without further ado, we're going to watch this video, the three of us. Now, 
for those of you listening, you'll have to just deal with the audio, but you can quick, easily find videos of this bird. This is uh, it's in the description. A musical bird named Tico the parrot, and let's just uh, let, let's do a little screen sharing. Let's see if we could watch, watch this little video. Okay. This, right. this is a, this is a parrot a that sings, and I just I could not stop laughing when I watched this. So All I'm right. Share it with you guys. <laughs> Control, man. Ooh, isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just couldn't believe. I was like, "This is, is this fake? What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm just like, did, did he listen to like a lot of Guns and Roses? Yeah, like, all the know? mimicking. Yeah, all the different right. voices. Yeah. Pretty girl, pretty girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah, and great. meanwhile, you know, his owner's back there, like. Playing the most boomer riff to like a mm-hmm. bashing track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well yeah. done. Anyway, I thought we'd have a laugh with that. Heck yeah! But it got me thinking. Isn't it amazing the sounds we hear in nature? Like, oh, there's a, there's got to be some other sounds okay. out there. Okay. And mm-hmm. I mean, I realize I'm kind Music of diverting. And Music and you know, just unexpected. You know, are we imitating? Nature, or does nature imitate us? Do you, do you, do you understand what I'm getting? Oh, yeah, it's very, I'm with wow. you. I'm with wow. you. So I wanted to bring up this other. Does nature uh, belong in music? Hmm. Mm. Exactly. So here we go. Here's another example of something that I think is along these same lines as Tico okay. the Tico the uh, parrot. Okay. Um, I don't know this dog's name, but it's a dog that sings. And <laughs> okay. this is a. He's a, he's this a is good a, boy. The dog. He's a he's a very good boy. And this is a. Uh, <laughs> this is actually. Uh, Put Jay before you play it if you can. Yeah, this is like a security footage from the house. So the dog just walks up to the piano and starts playing keys and singing. <laughs> All right, very passionately. So okay. I, I want I want you guys to check this out. Here we go. And then he just topped off. Yeah. Whoops. But yeah, isn't that amazing? Oh. Ah, that's incredible, dude. It looked like Charlie too. Your old dog, Nick. 
Yeah, it did kind of look like Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Yep. Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's great. Uh, love those. So, yeah, I just, I, you know, that, that, it, not only does it warm the heart, but it actually gets me, gets me thinking. It's like, imagine, like, having to transcribe that. <laughs> yeah, that's microtonal, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's, that's something for your next uh, cross-country plane trip there, Greg. Uh, that, that I would not be able to do. The, the chili peppers, yes, that's, that's doable. <laughs> uh, no, so, I, okay. Then, finally, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought I had all this covered i thought i had the whole bit ready to go yeah and then one more thing came across my desk Uh-oh. wow it's from I, I think it was from this morning or maybe yeah maybe this morning oh breaking I, news breaking news in the scientific world um we've known about a supermassive black hole huh yeah, yeah. but like suddenly we're getting pictures of it yeah we also right. got, we, yes if you haven't seen it yeah, yeah it, it was Pretty like crazy two days ago. Yeah, yeah and then uh Actually, Kaz forwarded me. She's like, "Have you heard this? This is the audio from the the black Ooh, hole." The so sound. This, of the I, black I, hole. I call I call this black hole sound. <laughs> a bit within a bit. A bit within a bit. <laughs> All right, here we go. Apparently, this is, by the way, pitched up fifty-seven octaves. Fair enough. Okay. Wow, that sounds exactly like what I would expect a black hole to sound like, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just ominous death. Yeah. A void, just, yeah, which just, nothing uh, can return. Yeah. A million souls crying out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Entire planets being consumed. <laughs> wow. So there you go. That's amazing. That's wild. Yeah. Now I don't know how Birdland turned into this, but you can sort of see what the path I. I we got the nature, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's exactly. nature and music Natural and music sounds. and nature. Yeah, we, yeah. We, the, we followed you. The, we followed you. But, yeah. yeah. And but the the bird sings. You know. <laughs> That's true. So and and uh, you know it's you kind could of have like, started and ended with that, Greg, but you you gave yeah. us more and we appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, I, I did have, love the dog for the record. I, oh my the god. The bird was amazing, but the dog was really it was a good. I'm glad. I'm glad the dog spoke to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, any anytime something like that happens, especially at the the dog does it alone. Yeah, she's yeah. in the house by itself, just like yeah. I'm gonna do what the, the humans do. I'm just gonna. But if I could play devil's advocate, <laughs> I mean, the black hole has a much expanded range over That's either true. one of those That's two animals, true. and it's been playing for the last like billion years. That's so. True. Just <laughs> very real question. I know it's logarithmic. How are there like? I guess it gets like sub like the frequencies down near the bottom drop octaves like at decimal to like the hertz, right? You Am would think so. Sense? It definitely flattens out down down there. But right? uh, yeah, imagine, I don't know. So. Yeah. To go up fifty seven octaves, that's a long way up and that's, that's still long pretty way deep. Up. Long way up. You yeah. can't get lower than zero hertz. Well, we can't hear it. Or or or, or can't. you can't hear less than like okay. twenty hertz. Right. 16 right, something right. Like that. 20 right yeah 20 you can feel uh, it. Yep. but uh, yeah the brown note that's right <laughs> it is it is all right cool Man, all right boys anyway weird that's, wild stuff that's all i've got for the do show we get, do we get to play the outro too do it birdland this has been birdland this has been birdland thanks for joining us for birdland <laughs> greg loman production <laughs> Copyright 2022 Greg Roman Productions <laughs> Filmed live Lovely <laughs> Lovely Well done man Alright Like I said Never thought I'd see the day Of a the reimagining bird of, bird, of Birdland But Bird is back Here we are Gosh, <laughs> Worth the wait <laughs> mm. Okay John Rossman What are we doing my friend Oh Oh it's me It's me Yeah Well gentlemen it's been a been a pretty big week for uh artists that i care about releasing albums that probably not many other people care about case in point the rolling stones they did oh. uh yeah the who they yeah <laughs> the rolling stones they released a uh fairly kind of infamous uh live recording from 1977 oh. that Ooh. everyone's heard like if you're a stones fan you've heard about this show okay it's a pretty big deal. It took place at the El Macombo Club El in Toronto. Macomb- okay. Yep. Like I said, it took place in 1977. A couple tracks have been released from this show that 
uh, made it onto the Love You Live uh, double LP that came out in the 80s, I believe, early 80s. The famous thing about this show is that uh, it was a kind of like a secret show. It was a warm-up show for their big worldwide tour in 1977. But they wanted to do this as a surprise club act. And the Elma Combo is a fairly mm. small club. And so they build themselves as the cockroaches okay. and the and they were supposed to open for the headlining act which was a local Canadian band called April Wine April Wine so people With bought tickets the to the show not knowing that the open. cockroaches were actually the stones the stones open so up. they come on in like full tour prep mode with Billy Preston on keyboards and like oh, wow. just kick ass. I mean, mm -hmm. it's so good. So yeah, wanted to play a track from that. This is called Hand of Fate. That is very live. That's and live it's so, in, a, in a small club. Yeah, small That's, club, man. But it's a, a good great sound. Mix. It's a Jeez. great sound. It blew wow. me away. Like I, because the the, the tracks like that have been previously released from Love You Live didn't sound like that. I mean, well, apparently was, they were doctored, or apparently they were, they had overdubs on them. Oh, really? No, the ones from, know. Yep, yep. Makes sense. So yeah, it, go out and listen to it. It's it's fantastic. Apparently, most of it came from the second night. They actually did two nights. Uh, the first night didn't go so well, but the, the second night, they just <laughs> kicked the, ass. Was the word out? I think the word was out, but I, okay. I, I don't know how... Because it, sounded, it still out. sounded like a quite polite Canadian audience. They weren't. There wasn't a lot of raucous screaming. and. Well, the, yeah, 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 yes and no. I mean, there, there's some. Uh, the whole show is kind of infamous, and this is kind of an interesting story about it. Apparently, Margaret Trudeau, who was the okay. wife of the prime minister at the time, Justin Pierre Trudeau. Yeah. Oh, Pierre um, Trudeau, okay. Yeah. His dad. Was... Yeah, okay, it's, it's thank you. with Justin Trudeau's dad. Yeah. She was in the audience and it's caused a big international uproar because the British tabloids reported that Margaret Trudeau, after the show, went and partied with the Stones oh boy. and ended up having an affair with Mick Jagger. Right. Whoops. Which is all kind of like hearsay and speculation, but they say that it did contribute to their eventual divorce. Oops. Pierre oh, and <laughs> So okay. the whole show is kind of clouded in infamy. Um, wow. To just be able to hear it and like imagine being in a small club seeing the Stones kind of unexpectedly is just, oh man, it's so, yeah. so cool. So cool. So it got me thinking about this because this is not the first time I've heard about this club, um, the El Macombo. Right. The Jay, first this time. is what, Jay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. This is why you see the opener. Oh, that's right. That's exactly right, Nick. That's an excellent point. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you go to see the opener. Yep. No matter what you might think of them. That's right. Or the band's name. You know, it's the cockroaches. Well, I don't even know who they are. Could I don't be know. The it's Rolling Stones. Yep. So, the Elma Combo Club. Well, the first time it came into my knowledge, into my ear holes, was mm -hmm. um, it, I was in high school. And my um, guitar teacher telling me all about how Stevie Ray Vaughan was 
all flash and a lot of trash mm. um which stayed with me for quite some time but i you know i was curious about all things guitar so i ended up picking up a vhs from the local blockbuster which was stevie ray vaughn live at the elma combo club okay now me not knowing anything about the elma combo club i always assumed this was like in brazil somewhere or like mm-hmm. <laughs> in south yeah. america it it's, in Cor- it's, it's in toronto right and that show like i you know i'm sure greg you've seen it i don't know nick if you've ever seen it or I, not. oh yeah I oh mean, yeah and listeners you know if you've never seen that any clips from i'm sure you have seen clips from that video whether you know it or not i mean it okay. has all of the stevie isms in it it's just stevie being peak stevie the flashiest yeah. okay yeah. But it's great. I mean, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just see this, like, really small club. And it took place in 1983 is, like, when he was still on his way up. Mm-hmm. So that kind of imprinted into my mind. But you just see the, the name of this club come up again and again and again. Yeah. So I thought... What did you think? Maybe I would take Greg's idea, his bit from a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? And do a Bienvenue. Oh, oh. Welcome. Guys, a little history lesson okay. on the Elma Combo Club. I'm Let's interested. Learn all about this thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's listen. Full disclosure: I've never been there. Greg, you ever had the chance to play or be? No. Nick, Not I'm assuming close. no. I haven't. But I shouldn't I hope assume. He books but... it soon. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so great. So the Elma Combo. Elma Combo. The building was built in 1910, and uh, it actually had one of Toronto's first liquor licenses. Um, mm. Live music began there in 1948, doing like 48. Yeah, dance hall and kind of like ethnic music serving the local community. It's actually mm-hmm. a two-story venue. So on the, the ground floor, it's uh, <clears throat> they set it up as like a bar and like a dinner club, which had like a small stage mm-hmm. for acts to play. And then upstairs was more like a dance hall type deal. And that eventually turned into more of a concert venue. So mm. the upstairs is kind of the big venue. Downstairs is the small little club stage. Okay. Around 1972, the building and the business was bought by two guys, Michael Baird and Tom Christenbrunn, who started uh, turning it into a rock venue. And they started promoting it as a kind of a blues and a rock venue to the youth of the area, which was kind of like the Bluebird, Greg, Mm -hmm. that you were talking about. This place is right down the street from the University of Toronto. Yeah. Mm, And a couple other uh, local colleges. So Get the kids coming in. Perfect place to open up a a rock venue. And they started out kind of uh, highlighting blues musicians that were on tour that needed a place to to stop in and play. And then it kind of got some notoriety and really started picking up some steam uh, towards the middle of part of the 70s. Bands, local bands would kind of start and they get their chance to play in the downstairs area on the club stage. And then if the ticket sales were good and people were buying enough drinks, they might get promoted to okay. go play upstairs. So you, you test downstairs and get upgraded upstairs. Exactly, nice. exactly. So during this period, um, a lot of bands came through and played here. Guys like uh, Tom Waits, when he was coming up. All right. Played here. Uh, YouTube played some early club gigs here. Uh, the Ramones ended up playing. Wow. A really um, kind of infamous show there too. Duran Duran, Greg, your boy's dream theater. Oh. Played at nice. the Elm Convo. Uh, Blondie, The Cars, but it wasn't until 1977 that The Stones did this thing that it kind of kind of picked up this mystique. Past then, it's kind of become a place where bands will go to do one-off shows, surprise club shows. Like a pop um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, the Stones have done it again past that, past the 77 show. Um, it's kind of like a warm-up for their their tour dates oh, cool. um, but other other bands that have done it include uh queens of the stone age mm-hmm. they did it during a like 2003 tour it was like a um, test show or like were they doing it in the middle where it was actually in the like middle a... it was like a stopover type deal okay okay so do we do we know what the capacities are the, well, i guess i guess we'll get to that i don't know what capacity is but i think it's pretty small i it, the, the articles that i saw about the Rolling Stones show said anywhere from like 300 to 500 people. So pretty it's small. It says 650, but that's like the fire peak. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Pretty small oh, place. So, so, so that's the easily for 650. <clears throat> that's usually, that numbers can be f- kind of played around with. <laughs> yeah. You know, depending on the but venue. the fire code usually on the safe side, right? 
I would say so. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you that have also, the SRV. Sh- go ahead. Sorry, that also might include both levels. So I don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah. good point. Okay. Yeah. The other big show, in addition to the Stevie Ray Vaughan concert, which had never been released as an album, it's only been released as a video DVD, which is kind of interesting. But the other album that came across a couple of years ago, um, that was circulated as a bootleg pretty wild widely but have got an official release just a couple years ago was Elvis Costello and the Attractions playing uh-huh. at the Elma Combo Club in 1978 and this is I, this is a pretty cool show um, this is right after the release of My Aim is True his second no I'm sorry um, this year's model his second album okay so they were just starting to kind of really pick up steam stateside mm-hmm. and Man, this show is just off the rails. It's it's crazy. Like there may have been some amphetamines involved. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single song is played at like breakneck speed. It's really right. really good, but you can just tell it's in this small little dingy club and mm-hmm. just the feel is just so great. So, I wanted to play a track from that. This one's called The Beat. That's moving along. Yeah. That's great. That drummer was on. Yeah. The drummer in that band is incredible, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. So, yeah. Yeah. Just a really cool venue. I hope to make it there someday. Great. Can I jump jump in here? Uh, Just just clicking around while you were telling us what you you picked up. So, it appears that, yes, the second level is like a 400 to 500 capacity. So, 650 is probably the entire building, both levels included. Um, and there's also a staircase there that kind of says uh, who's played, like the Guess Who, Meatloaf, Joe Jackson, Greg Allman, uh, Judas Priest, Buddy Rich, Devo, you know, some of these, you know, Joan Jett. Uh, and it seems it seems really fun. I, also, I just, I'm noticing in these pictures of it, it, there's like these pictures of the empty room. And you notice the stage is like two feet off the ground. Yeah. 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 That, that I think, always... Besides the fact that the room is small, and when the stage is low, that sets a different tone. Yeah. For the uh, interaction, I think between. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, fair. Which, by the way, yeah, I could have put bleachers in or something. I remember watching that Steve Ray Vaughan at at, at the Elmo Combo and having. I mean, yeah, yeah, just just (laughs) really my knock my socks getting (laughs) my socks getting knocked off. (laughs) I, I I inhaled that video. In high yeah. school, <laughs> and kind you of a bummer see. that your 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 teacher would say that, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I kind of in, ter- in time, uh, yeah, Lou. Okay, um, no, no, I'm in, sorry. In, not, uh, what was his name? Not Lou. Lee, Lee, Lee Wolf, Lee Wolf, Lee Wolf. Okay. If you're out there, hey, I, I, you know, we're all adults here. He had his opinion. Mm-hmm. I took it. I internalized it. I held it with me for a while. And I made my own opinions. Yeah, yeah. and that's and that's all that, that's all right. you're supposed to do, right? He turned um, me on to the Rolling Stones, so right, right. You know, yeah, well, I think yeah. that I think uh, a, a buddy of mine, guitar player, great guitar player, John Lee. He mentioned to me once we were talking about G.E. Smith because he he'd hung out with G.E. and it was like, yeah, I think that where he's coming from is sort of this blues style that's before Stevie Ray Vaughan because I guess mm. like if you're a blues purist which it sounds like maybe Lee was yeah I don't yeah. I can see why SRV would maybe not right be it's, in yeah. fit in that realm and actually Jay I remember I just had a flashback to you in college 
telling me, and this might have been <laughs> the teacher speaking through you, yeah. about how you hated Stevie Ray Vaughan's Voodoo Child. I well, I mean, I, yeah. I, but like, not hated is a strong word, but similar. I probably it, said it like you that. were saying something about <laughs> like how it's just flat. It's just showing off over. It's like taking. All over it. It's taking the same things that. Jimmy did, which was flashy already and kind of yeah. flashing it up even more. Over the top, know. yeah. yeah. But yeah. To be anyway. honest, I don't, I don't listen to it so it really that much. <laughs> yeah, but, but Stevie Ray was the man, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. take anything away from Stevie. No. So, yeah, the Elma Combo, like it had this kind of heyday in the late 70s, early 80s. In 86, it actually got sold. It kind of fell on some rocky times. But then it had a, a revival in the 90s um, hosting like underground music acts mm. and it it uh you know it was pretty open to pretty much all comers so it you know it hosted a whole bunch of lgbt type events um like a, a weekly drag race mm-hmm. contest um mm-hmm. cool. and that kind of kept them afloat for a while uh they kind of they changed hands a bunch of times uh throughout the t- 2000s but kept kept the doors open most recently in 2014 it was slated. They was actually slated to be to have its last uh, show in 2014, and then uh, a buyer came by and purchased the whole venue for 3.8 million, and is planning oh. on renovating it and keeping it afloat. So, as far as I know, the place is still open. And cool, um, Greg. That's a place if you ever go north of the border. Yeah, the I'd love someday. to get up there, man. Sweet. Yeah, that'd be that'd cool. Be awesome. Some shows in Toronto. Yeah. 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 You know what? Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Send Pete a memo. Be like, hey, get on it. I want to play here. I told I told him recently. I was like, I want to play in Hawaii. <laughs> like, let's. I want to go to Hawaii. Man. Let's let's. Uh, Add to the come. list. Some cool he's like, clubs I, out he's there. like, I might be able to. And I'm like, yeah, do it. You know, just, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be great for all of us. You know, yeah, indeed. Especially totally him. Indeed. He'll make the most money. So. <laughs> cool. Anyway. Well, that's all I got, guys. Elm Combo Club. Check it out. Right awesome. on. Thanks for awesome. thanks for carrying on the the this new bit. Bienvenue. 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 <laughs> Just standing on the shoulders of giants. If anybody, man. if you guys come up with a better name, I'm open to it. <laughs> I like it. It's a great name. Do you like it? It's well oh, thought great. out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's clever in multiple ways. Excellent. <laughs> <It's working. laughs> it takes off all the boxes for Nick. Yeah. Clever in multiple ways. Yeah. Overthought out. You gotta you can see it from different angles. Good news, guys. April Wine is, uh, is back together. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. excellent. <laughs> remember there is remember a, when there the Rolling a... Stones used to open for them? Yeah. <laughs> There's a funny postscript to that because like, I think the reason that April Wine agreed to do it, I, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer. You get a lot of notoriety to, to do that. But the Wait, Rolling Stones the were... is, can the Rolling Stones open for us? <laughs> yes, they yeah. can. Yeah. But the Stones, I think, picked the Elma Combo, not just because of its cool club vibe, but also they wanted to pick a place to do a live show, to do a live recording. Mm. And they wanted a place that sounded good. And so they were bringing their mobile truck there to do the the recording. Obviously, they did a great job. Mm -hmm. And I guess April Wine somehow negotiated, well, if you guys are recording anyway, could you record our set too? And they did, and they they released a live album from the same show. Yeah, 1977. Yep. Hey, I, Nick. I know we're gonna. We're just about to get to you. I just on this tip. Nah, do you remember when we listened to that uh, "A Love Supreme" live in Seattle? Yeah, that was the same thing that happened there, except it was like a a uh, uh, amateur bootlegger. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. You know, or, 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 I believe it was the opening band, the day band, as they called it. It was his band. This guy recorded everything. Right. Right. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. That that was it. So, yeah. so and then yeah, he was like, "Oh, I mean, I have all my stuff set up. I might as well record John Coltrane." <laughs> you know, right. I got the uh, tape. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I might I might charge him for it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. we'll see yeah. what happens. Now, just store uh, it in the basement. <laughs> no, but uh, th- these kinds of artifacts are cool, man. You know, and heck yeah, I, and amateur recordings, man. Woo. Yeah, but this but this one at the the, the Stones at the uh, El Macambo, I will listen to this because that is an era of Stones, and I like them live, especially. Yeah, this you know. I've heard a lot of live Stones. If if I was trying to get anybody into the Stones, I would direct them to this album because really? they're just they so much energy. The band is just playing. It's it's not the sloppiness that you expect from the Stones. I mean, Charlie yeah. Watts was. I was paying attention to that. The snare didn't sound like <laughs> delayed. Loose. 
<laughs> I, I, no, it's like cracking. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I'm like, and yeah. Billy Preston adds so much because he does the harmonies instead of Keith. So he's hitting oh. these pitch perfect harmonies and like these like oh. cool little incidental ad libs. It's, it's great, man. Nice. Cool. Yeah. All right. That'll be worth listening to. Nick Klein. Hey, what you got for us, buddy? Well, first off, I'm, my, my music selection is a little bit different. Um, okay. I dove in deep this past weekend. Um, Friday, I didn't realize it until Saturday. Uh, we were driving down to my brother's for uh, to visit, and I saw that the new Kendrick Lamar album had dropped. <gasps> oh, that's right. That is right. And I'm in the car with the kids, so I cannot listen to any of that. <laughs> but as soon as I got down there, we were when there was like a moment, I just kind of stepped away and just put on some of the tracks. And I've listened to this a couple, three or four times now. At this point, it's gonna it's gonna require a lot of listening. Uh, it's it's dense, incredibly dense. Yeah. Um, there were a bunch of tracks. This one was this one was so uh, is so cool, and he's it's really he's talking about kind of like realizing he needs therapy and stuff like that is what when it comes down to, um, but in like his Kendrick way, and it features uh, Beth Gibbons from Portishead, uh, nice. which is which is pretty cool too. So let's yeah let's give this one a listen. This is Mother I Sober. I remember looking in the mirror, knowing I was gifted, only child, me for seven years, everything for Christmas, family ties, they accused my cousin, did he touch you Kendrick, never lied, but no one believed me, when I said he didn't, frozen moments, still holding on it, hard to trust myself, I started rhyming, coping mechanisms, to lift up myself, talked to my lawyer, told me not to be, so hard on myself, he has an aura, I hope to achieve, if I find some help, congratulations, made it to be famous, still I feel uneasy, Water watching, live my life in nature. Only thing believes me. Spirit God, whisper in my ear. Tell me that she sees me. Did he touch you? I said no again. Still they didn't believe me. Mother's brother said he got revenge for my mother's face. Black and blue, the image of my queen that I can't erase. Till this day, can't look her in the eyes. Pain is taking over. Blame myself. You never felt guilt till you felt it sober. The whole second half of the album is real chill. Um, and yeah, that- just just to note, like I'm when I was pulling that track, you know, I keep the Spotify output volume consistent for all of the tracks that that I pull. Mm-hmm. That one is recorded really, really low, and it's a it's it's pretty tender song. So if it sounds mm-hmm. quieter, that's it's meant to be that way. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, thank, yeah. Thanks for that note. Yeah, it, it's that that line though. That that yeah, or you never feel guilt until you feel it sober. Mm. Uh, that one, that one caught me. That was an interesting one. Um, yeah. The whole, the, but the the whole album is, it, it it's worth a, it's worth numerous solid listens just for the, uh, just yeah, for dude. all the stuff he's doing. He's it, it's so cool. He's yeah. really got he's really got an experimental mind when it comes to constructing this stuff. And he's got a ton of people that came onto this album. I think because of just. It's just Kendrick Lamar, and he's done so much, but so cool, so cool. Yeah, it's 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 an event, man. These records that he puts out are just like, okay, well now what, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now what's the benchmark? What's the? Oh it's man, Eminem crazy had a, he good. tweeted. He had a he sent a note to Dre, and it was just like, dude, I'm effing speechless. <laughs> You mean like Dre think, sent it one to him? Or? No, Eminem sent it to Dre saying like... Oh, I, Eminem li- did. Sent it to Dre saying, I listened to this and I'm freaking speechless. This is insane. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it, it is good. Actually, I, I forwarded you guys a, a link to it, to a review of the okay. album. And it starts right away with that. With like, now, it, it is obvious to point out that we just listened to this and it's going <laughs> to yeah. take us some time. <laughs> I'm like... They just give it ten already. Like just the fact that you have to say that. Like, well, well, good news, you know, guys. Like, Pitchfork has already weighed in. I yeah. saw that. Yeah, you know what they went with? Seven point six. It's yeah. seven. Yeah, it's about as close to the to the non-answer as possible. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I pulled it up because I'm I'm excited as as you guys are, and I pulled it up while I was working, and I listened to a bit of the first track, and I was like, nope. Nope, not while I'm working. This is going to take no, a, a it sit requires, down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, I think it's important to listen to it alone. Like, yeah. even if you were like... 
even if you had a bunch of friends like hey let's have like a listening party yeah i, I would be it would be pretty awkward yeah i think <laughs> like, so <laughs> but but if you listen to it alone it's like you can really i at least i do you know yeah. i I, oh, I, yeah. I totally go for the ride and dude he is he gets so personal on this album it's yeah, impressive it's, honestly yeah. it's impressive to yeah. think about how much more he's putting out there of himself and kind yeah. of just talking about the stuff he's going through and yeah he kicks it off saying like it's been 1855 days which and I I looked at it which was the it's the di- the, the number of days between damn and this album's release <laughs> um uh, but the se- he, it's actually also it's the first time he's built as a double album I don't think it's as long as to pimple butterfly but the second half of the album is a, it's a different journey altogether mm-hmm. um and it's more of that stuff like the stuff I just played so very cool definitely definitely give it a listen uh but that is not my topic for the day my topic for the day, I actually found the day, I think it was Wednesday last week after, we, or Tuesday or Wednesday last week after we recorded, it showed up on one of my nerd, nerd feeds. Nerd and, feed. Yep, nerd feed. And mm-hmm. it was basically a report that was put out by this by company. By a nerd. <laughs> by a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. By this company. By this company. No, it's fine. About uh, nerds. <laughs> about nerds from sound.xyz. That's the website, sound.xyz. Okay. And it's basically like a report on their initial run of artists in this new model that they're trying to create. And so I read about it and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is a, this is a nerd alert. <gasps> nerd alert! Warning, this is a nerd alert. Expect overanalyzation of mostly useless knowledge and trivia. Common side effects include nosebleeds and poor posture. Please remain calm throughout the duration of this segment. Conclude message eight, nerd alert. <laughs> there it is. The nerd alert has been sounded. The nerd alert. <laughs> Take <laughs> refuge. Indeed. <laughs> Put on propeller head or, or pause. Yeah, or stop here. Join us or stop here. Uh-huh. Now, what's, um, what's, what's sound.xyz? Sound.xyz. So basically, their, their, um, their little mission statement, not little, their mission statement um, was <laughs> they're, that? Their little mission statement. Sorry, I didn't mean cute, to be cute little mission statement. Their little mission. <laughs> well, it's, got, it's an XYZ domain. I don't know. Um, it was founded to solve two major problems with the music industry, uh, and we've talked a lot about this stuff. Number one, the vast majority of songs go entirely unheard, and ninety percent of streams <clears throat> go to the top one percent art of artists. Uh, True. And two, artists earn a minuscule amount from each stream, an average of 0.3 cents per stream. Uh, so yeah, ten streams equals three pennies, um, resulting in even the most talented artists struggling to make a living wage. True. So what they did was they decided to take NFTs, which we, we talked about a few months back, and I haven't brought back up because uh, yeah, um, it, the, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's been some stuff that's gone down. Greg, you got glasses on, but I can still tell you're napping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just said NFTs. No, oh, so no, here's listen, I, I, they, I'm totally with you, man. I, no, I know you. I, I'm just kidding. So what they did is they 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 looked at what an NFT is, which is where you can package up a song as it pertains to music. You can package up a song. It's been used a lot for digital art, but take your file and you can issue it and it can go to a pre-designated number of sellers. Those sellers can be the only owners of this song. Now, they can... Basically, they have the ability to say that they own this song. And this, we kind of got hung up on this when we talked about the NFTs. Like, yep. what the hell does that actually mean? And why does that matter at all, other than just sheer bragging rights to say that I got it? So what, what Sound.xyz did was they, they said, actually, maybe there's something there. Maybe, that's, maybe that is a problem. Maybe we can do something about that. So what they have is they've invited, to date, they've invited 68 artists onto their platform. And what they do is they create an event around the release of a, of a new song. Okay. on this platform. It's packaged in, as an NFT. Uh, you can have tiers you know, with different uh, goodies included, uh, but you can basically issue more than, you know, you can issue, uh, I think the top artist on here is Snoop Dogg. He's issued about 1,500 NFTs on this platform so far. Okay. And people can bid on them. The winner gets basically, they get to control the conversation. They get to make a comment about this song. It's their song. And they're essentially on this platform, they're the owner of this song. So they kind of have, not only have bragging rights, but they also have the ability to kind of control the conversation that occurs around that song. Does that make sense? Hmm. Um, 
so can they play it for other like can does the owner yeah. of that song you can listen to this and you can listen to every song that's been sold as an nft on this site you can okay. as, as a listening event you can you can go into the page and listen to it so the only thing that the owner of the nft gets is the token saying that yep. he owns it and the ability to make comments on it the i i think it i think to date now they've this they've talked about some some season two or what they're referring to it as season mm -hmm. two features that they're going to be adding to date it basically just it shows that this person who can who can you know put their profile that they're a massive you know fan of snoop mm -hmm. um which if you think about it the artist is going to see who who gets this um, yeah. So I mean, if you're if you're a really big fan and you've got money that you could spend on this, then you know forking over a couple thousand bucks to say I'm the guy that bought this track from Snoop because I love him, um, or for Pussy Riot because I want to support him. Maybe that maybe that in and of itself could have some 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 weight. Okay. The sales have actually done really really well so far. They the, like I said they they kicked it off with a report and they basically they found that interestingly the secondary market. So after the initial purchase of the NFTs. The secondary market actually made up a lot more volume in trading, people selling this back and forth to each other. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, and because it's an that's NFT, that's not uncommon in the NFT world, from what I understand. Exactly right. Yeah. The, yep. The, a lot of a lot of trading, trading and bartering, and and you know, because you can take it over to another platform that's got crypto, a different cryptocurrency that maybe you like. This one doesn't support. So, but the cool thing is because it's an NFT, the artist is getting compensated every time that tra a, a, a subsequent transaction occurs. Oh, they get right. that money, oh. right? So, so there's a license fee essentially that goes to the artist, that's and cool. the artist. This is something that's been added to NFTs since we had first talked about it. You have the ability. It was in the spec, but it hadn't actually been kind of figured out. You can basically list collaborators and give them a percentage, mm -hmm. and it automatically gives them money whenever wow. the transaction occurs. So again, it's this whole license. It's like a solved for license model where. It just distributes to each yeah. other the artist's wallet and the contributor's wallets who've been tagged with their handle, with their wallet handle, so that everybody's getting, you know, the artist is getting compensated down the line. Yeah. Um, hmm. So again, it, what essentially they've done is they've made the launching of the song an event, they call it a listening party, where the artist is present and people can come and bid on these NFTs. And that, that bidding is happening live while... The bidding is happening song. live. Yeah, during that listening party, they can basically scoop that up, uh, and then they have yeah, and then they basically own it. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. So, couple questions, uh -huh. um, and I know that you're not the absolute authority on sound. Uh, by no means, by no means. <laughs> but to me, like that's it. All sounds like a really interesting concept, and I'm with the idea that it's direct payments to the artist, more or less, and that the artist can track the sales going down the line, but I don't see how it really solves for the problems that they're trying to solve. If you were to think of this, the way, the way that I kind of was, when I took it in and was kind of thinking about it and, and just chewing on it over the weekend, if you were to consider this, especially for artists that have any, any substantive following, like where they've got, you know, a crowd of a few hundred, a couple th whatever it is, a couple thousand people, like rabid fans, like really loyal fans, mm -hmm. this, this could really be you could almost do this prior to launching an album. Like, rather than just releasing a single, release it as a listening party. Yeah. Um, actually get paid for it, and then the track's available on streaming services for anyone to listen to. Right. But your, your fans that have expendable income and would love to support you if they knew how could, can come be part of this event, basically give you a direct contribution in, in, in appreciation for this for the song and right. get to take credit for being right. the one that owns it. I see it. that happening with the artists like Snoop Dogg. You know, or Taylor Swift, or big artists. I don't see that happening. Or, for, or for any artist artists. that makes the effort to get to know this community, yeah. and and, yeah. and or has ha, has a following. This is not for somebody that's never released music and doesn't. This is not a way to be found. Right, but that's kind of what they were trying to. Sounded like they were trying to solve for. I think that the wording is careful there. Yeah. They say that even popular artists cannot find traction. Yeah. Okay. And and, right. and earn a living wage through through this system. This, this so far the the like I said the first round was only sixty eight artists invited right. into this right. into this release. So they're careful not to let anybody just drop stuff in there so that they have a bunch of like you know failed listening sure. party events occurring. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But if, if you're a, if you're a, you know if you're a a regional a regionally successful band or or you know you've got people scattered throughout that you know you get, you get these fifty people that always come and see you in this town and and you always get a good crowd at this other place. I could see this being a way to actually generate actual income uh, surrounding you know dropping yeah. a song off this new album that's going to be coming out a few months later. Yeah. Um, and then there's like the other part of it that I just I still don't really understand like why people buy NFTs <laughs> like I still don't understand like what the value in it is in it for the consumer like I just don't get that like yeah other than the opportunity to be able to flip it for more money that'd be nice but like if you genuinely want to buy it for the music I don't understand what the value is in it well, but I, that's I just me being that, like old it's, it's not like, it's know. not for the music it's for the connection to the artist Mm. Like it, it, it's not. It's that you know that your money is going right to this artist, mm. and this artist is going to see that you're the one that gave them that money. Mm. It's a relationship. Like I mean, it's it's like a it's it's the biggest tip you could possibly give like one of your favorite artists if you saw them on the street playing, you know, like like busking it up or something like that. Or you would yeah. toss in a hundred bucks to be like, dude, yeah. you're you're awesome. You, you're, I freaking love you. I think it's I think it's as much the love of the artist as it well. is. I want to hear this song. And I also think that the value is that if if you were to do that, you'd get like token number one or something, right? Yeah. Get like an, and then if that guy does blow up, it's like, hey, I have token number one or two, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, that's a, it's just like that means something to people, though. It does. I, I, I I'm I'm not doubting that that means something to people. I just don't. I, get I it. mean, but but it's it's also not <laughs> it's, a stretch of the imagination strange. to see why it matters to other people. I don't know. I mean, we never cared about like. Twitter followers, but there are a lot of people that care a lot about Twitter followers. Oh, well, yeah. no, I mean, I have to, you know, for sure. As, sure. I mean, as far as like different projects and stuff, you know, those those metrics are like, that's basically yeah. it, you know, these days. And no, certainly it, it, I believe that this is all heading somewhere and that there's definitely a lot of like, well, this is kind of silly and da, da, da. I found myself at some point this weekend hanging out with some people who are pretty deep in that world okay. mm-hmm. and just hearing them talk about it this is kind of I felt like a fly on the wall I'm like I'm not playing the game that you guys are playing you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and one thing that I overheard and I'm still trying to make sense of it is like I like about 1% of NFTs but the other 99% can just go to hell you know, it, it was mm. yeah. and, and, and that and that it is a grifting situation it's, a, it's the wild west lot. it's it's a brand new opportunity right. for money to change hands, so people flock there, and, and and most of the people are trying to make money without earning it. So yeah, so there's Which, that makes there's sense. always going to be that when it's when you're in an unregulated financial market. Yeah, and that doesn't by that doesn't mean that it's not legit, but it yeah. hasn't been developed yet. It just means yet. it's that freaking new. Could it, yeah, it could be yeah. it could be that. So and and that's that's what I'm kind of you know keeping. I, I keep an eye on it. But I mean, I'm looking at the looking at the trending on on uh, there. You can look at the trending artists on Sound.xyz, and you can look at the trending collectors. Oh, and the number the number one collector is this this uh, it's it's like zero x. It's almost like a, a hex um, encoded name or something like that. They've collected 287 NFTs, which is spread out over 44 artists, and they've spent 357 thousand dollars so far. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. That is a substantial amount of money for not that many artists. True. That is true. So whatever the heck the reason is for doing it, this is a way for artists who maybe are in that range where they're not they're not able to earn it via streaming. They've got fans and, you know, like, I, I would imagine that this site is doing a pretty good job of getting, it's almost like the fa- early Facebook where you had to have a college uh, email address to get onto the platform. Yeah. Like, they're probably getting artists knocking their door down right now saying, how do we get onto your platform, which is a great problem for them to have. So we'll see where it goes, and we'll see what yeah. that means, and we'll see, yeah, if if their mission stays true, and if they don't get greedy with it either. Um, yeah. But but yeah, when we just... were, when we initially brought up the whole idea of NFTs associated with music, I mean, I th- we're all very excited about the prospect. You just know? gotta see the just gotta yeah. see it in action. Yeah. 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 So I think cool. the thing that that's hung up though. I think the thing that you're hung up though on Jay, and it's never going to be the case, is that it's. I don't think it's ever going to be the. Who's that douchebag that bought the record? The um, was it Tribe Called Quest? No, <laughs> Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Oh, Wu Tang. Thank you, thank you. Martin, yeah, he bought the Martin Scarelli or whatever. Scarelli. Yeah, that's Farmer right. Boy. Farmer bro. Farmer bro. Yep. He bought it just so that no one else could ever hear it. Like that's not 
that's not what NFTs are about. It's that's about not what I'm getting hung up on. I just don't understand the value. Like, why would you spend that much money? I get what you're saying. Like, contribute to the artist and let him know that you appreciate what he's doing. That's great. I totally get that. I totally get that. I don't think that's why people are buying these NFTs, though. I, I mean, I, there is a there is a point to I think to where to what Jay's saying in the sense of that, like, I mean, people are dropping like three hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is. You know, it's like it's more. There's something else at play besides yeah, just it's, like it's I want to make sure that the- it's they're they're speculators. They're yes. treating it like stocks, right? And but that has nothing to do with art. You know what I mean? It doesn't. But it, but who? But I mean, I, at I guess the same time, more- there's this financial market that's occurring. The artist is benefiting every single time that transaction occurs. But, but who, so, who that, are the people true. that are buying this? That's like it's not unique. The, it's not the mass market. It's not like your rabid yeah, yeah. loyal music fans. It's a very elite part yeah, of man, Silicon patronage. Valley guys <laughs> that are into this. Like I don't, I just, I don't think the connection is there yet between like true music fans wanting to support their artists and NFTs. Like it's just not there yet. But then I let's think call this it is income a, redistribution. <laughs> I mean, because really, you're, you're being very no, no, defensive no. about this. I'm oh, just no, saying, no. like, why? No, I don't, don't mean it. I don't mean it defensively. Yet, that's all. I, I honestly don't mean it defensively. I mean, you're right. They, these are just the rich people that are just like, heck, I'll just throw stupid amounts of money at this yeah, thing. And that's great. Maybe too. I'll make more. I'm just saying, cool. The the artist is getting the money in this case, that's which is true. rarely the that, case. Yeah, yeah. That that was the only thing. I'm I, honestly, I, I agree. There's been and there's actually. There's been there was a an episode of This American Life I think two or three weeks ago a whole episode is just about this dude who kind of overnight became a millionaire. Oh he, yeah, listen to he, that. Did that you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and he and he became entirely disenfranchised with the NFT world yeah. like very quickly. He was like, "This is all smoke and mirrors. This is all BS." Um, so yeah, it, it's. It's yeah. the Wild West. It's the financial yeah. Wild West right now, and it's not regulated, and yeah. people are going to lose a lot of money. I, in this specific instance, in this specific iteration, we know the money's going to the artist. So I'm, I, for that reason alone, it's like, okay, well, some artists are getting paid. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And if it turns into a viable model where this is what you do now, you, you know, the album's going to come out this, but we're going to have these four tracks that we're going to, we're going to do once a month. We're going to have listening parties, or mm-hmm. we're going to release them to whatever platform is the big one then and and basically you get your really you get you know your fans that have expendable income to come and toss a lot of extra money because they they love you that much and they just want to thank you from you or they just want a a shout out at the concert they go to or whatever the heck it is you know they'll it'll get figured out so it doesn't feel ugh. but um but for now it's at least the money is trackable and it's going to the artist cool which is pretty sweet so very cool right. right that's what i got excellent nerd alert well done. Yeah, sir. man. Yeah, let's 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 stay let's stay on this because it's not going away. Nope. It's just, but but there is definitely a lot of like the hype. You know that that that, that was the other thing I picked up from this this crowd, this like LA yeah. crew. Because I was you, like, you, what, what, what do you guys do? You know. <laughs> you should uh, listen. Any, you should listen to that episode because I would, that, I'd be interested. That that's the entire thing is that he's like we we have to hype this like crazy because. We're gonna put these things out there. This is this original thing. You came up with this idea before anybody else even was talking. But he had this like one of those pixel things where you could buy a pixel. You know, each company, could, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a pixel art thing. He was selling those original pixels from this oh, thing gotcha. that he did back in like the early two thousands, and all of it was a Burkluck knows. All Wait, of it was part of the whole thing. It, yeah, he kind yeah. of launched it. Yeah. Um, I missed out. I missed out. <laughs> How many pixels did you want? So many, Burkluck. So much. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cool episode. Yeah, right Sweet. on. All right, boys, we did it. So Thank far, you, we've man. done it. Great episode, Greg. Before we go, why don't you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us, should they choose to do so? Well, folks, you can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Uh-huh. You can send us an email at yscio_podcast at gmail.com. You can mm-hmm. find us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handles at shouldcheck. We, I will probably start tweeting soon. I'm getting. I'm back on it personally. Oh, actually, my, right. my, my handle is Greg of Death. Um, Greg of Death. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Well, we can listen. You can listen to us. You're so on, good at naming. <laughs> that one was uh, <laughs> a, a buddy from Baltimore. Ben Zamzow came up with that. Oh, good job, Ben. Shout out to Ben. He has. A, he's in a band called Meth Rats okay. in Baltimore. If anybody's interested. <laughs> All right. Um, 
and meth rats yeah and another band called heavy wire they're both pretty great let's see uh you can listen to us on spotify or apple Podcasts or wherever wherever podcasts are heard mm-hmm. did i leave anything out uh Do we have a review a, and uh tell a rate it tell a friend yeah leave a review and as always tell a friend you should check it out and coming soon nick we're gonna have on open we're gonna have our uh NFT token available for purchase. Mm-hmm. Is that coming up oh. next week? Yeah, the we'll big take Ethereum party? or whatever, any of that stuff. Yep. O- only Luna, right? Only Luna. Yeah. Are okay, we still? I gotta make here? some changes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Luna's that cryptocurrency that just completely tanked. Right. The, the one that died today. Yeah. Where they yeah. they spent like the billion in Bitcoin that they had trying to prop it back up and it didn't work. Whoops. Oops. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. Till next week, boys. It's a wild place out there, man. It is. Stay safe. Peace. (laughs) Peace.